Welcome to the ministry of Gene Fraser. We trust that the word you're about to hear will have a transforming effect on your life. Now, here's Gene with today's message. First John chapter 5, we're going to read verse 19 and 20. We know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Hallelujah. So the key to living godly in an ungodly world is simply knowing Jesus. Knowing Jesus, who is true. Or we could say, who is the truth? You know, Jesus himself said, Jesus said that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. So the key is knowing Jesus. But notice that the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. And remember, we're in this world. We live in this world. And this whole world that we live in, it lies under the sway of the wicked one. But praise God, ladies, we've got the greater one. There's a wicked one. But if you're born again, you've got God living on the inside of you, we've got the greater one. And too many times people think, oh, the devil, the big bad devil, the big bad devil. And I'm not undermining the devil. He's, he's big and he's bad to someone who isn't in Christ, who isn't born again, who isn't saved, and who isn't coming into the knowledge and the truth of the authority we have as children of God. He is pretty bad. He is pretty big, and he is pretty ugly. But boy, when, as we get into this word and we grow as Christians and as children of God, as women of God, we realize, hey, yeah, he might be big, bad, and ugly, but I've got the greater one. And nothing can stand against the name of Jesus. Nothing. Amen. And he's given us that name. The name of Jesus. And so the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. But then it says, well, let's read this again. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. So like we said, the key to living godly is to know the truth. It's to know Jesus. Let's, I want to read John, the gospel of John now, chapter 8, verse 32. So we want to know the truth. And that's our answer to living in this un ungodly world, is to know the truth. John 8, 32, I love this scripture. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. A lot of translations say, set you free. Come on, can anybody use a little bit more freedom? You know, it's not like all of a sudden we get, we're born again and we're saved and we're like free of everything. No, it's a process. But the more we get in this word, to the degree that we know this word is to the degree that we're able to live by this word in the freedom that Jesus paid for us to live. Praise God, doesn't it make you want to just dig in there? Hallelujah. You shall know the truth. And this was Jesus, it's written in red in my Bible. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. 
So, you know, godliness, when we hear the word godliness, sometimes people think, oh man, you know, it sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like this list of do's and don'ts that I, this list of things that I'm, I'm still allowed to do, and then this list of things I definitely can't do. It's not what godliness is. As we get into this, we've got to realize godliness, it's a privilege. It's an honor to serve God and to live godly. And we're more than able, ladies. We're born again, and I'm telling you what, being filled with the Spirit of God is so key to living victoriously in this life. It truly is, because He is the victory. He is the power within us that helps us walk this out. You know, the Bible says the letter kills. The Spirit gives life. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives life to these words. The Holy Spirit is the power that helps us to live godly in this ungodly world. Amen? Gotta have the Holy Spirit. Gotta have him. And you know, one of his uh, descriptions also is helper. We need some help. As we just read, this, this world lies under the sway of the wicked one. And we're living in this world. We need help. And we need all the help we can get. Amen. And you remember, it's not just for you. It's for the people around you too. As they look at you and they see you walking in freedom and walking in more liberty and not coming under the bondage of, of the sway of the wicked one in this world, when they see you breaking free by the power of God and the words of God, they'll be like, what's, what's going on with you? I need, I need that too. So thank God it's for us, but it's for the people. It's for our family. It's for our friends. It's for the influence that we're called to be in this world. Ladies, this world needs us. This world needs godly women to rise up and be godly, to show them how, it, how it's done, and to show them it can be done because it can be done. Amen? And we're going to prove it. Say, I'm going to prove it. Hallelujah. So godliness is a life of freedom. It is not a life of bondage, this religious bondage, like I was saying, this list of dues. You know, you might have came in here and thought, okay, well, we're going to get a list of the things that I can do and, and the things that I can't do in order to be godly. But really, you know, people, you hear people say, oh, it's the good life, you know. A godly life, that's the good life. It's the life of true freedom. It's the life of true freedom. You know, the Bible talks about so many times about, you know, sin, that people who sin, they're slaves to sin. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a slave to sin. I've been created. I've received my sonship. I'll say my daughtership. No longer a slave, but now I've been set free. I've been made free through the blood of Jesus. And I want to walk in that freedom, don't you? Yes. And remember, it doesn't just come overnight. It's a process as we continue to receive further light. And we start seeing what's wrong and what's right. And then remember, it's not like, oh, yeah, I've got to do that. No, you know, sometimes I think I get to do that. I get to live godly. I get, I get to do this. And we're going to get into some more things here. But the good life, it's the godly life. It truly is. In uh, Titus chapter 1, verse 1, uh, they're going to put that up on the screen there. This, I want to read this in the New Living Translation. 
It says there, this letter is from Paul, a slave of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I have been sent to proclaim faith to those God has chosen and to teach them to know the truth that shows them how to live godly lives. This truth shows us how to live godly lives. So why do you think the enemy, the devil, wants to keep you from opening these words of truth? He wants to keep Christians too busy. I don't have time for the word. I don't have time. These words set us free. These words will help us walk in this new, this liberty that God has given to us. I have been sent to proclaim faith to those who God has chosen and to teach them to know the truth that shows them how to live godly lives. So knowing the truth, or we could say knowing Jesus, right? Because remember we said Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. Knowing the truth or knowing Jesus is how you're going to know how to live godly. You know, I'm reminded of that WWJD. Remember, people would have those bracelets. You know, what would Jesus do? But we can really think about that, you know. Would Jesus look at that? Would Jesus partake of that? Would Jesus watch that? Would Jesus go there? 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, I want to read this to you in the NIV. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him or through our knowledge of the truth. Remember, he is the truth. So his divine power has given us everything we need. Say, I've got everything I need. I've got everything I need to live a godly life. In the New King James of uh, verse 4 of that, I want to read that one. This is uh, 2 Peter 1.4. In the New King James, it says this, By which have been given us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Or we can say that's God's nature. Or a godly nature. Through these precious promises, through the word, through these words of truth, these precious promises, we may be partakers, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Through these promises, we can escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. Remember the whole world, it's under the sway of the, it lies under the sway of the wicked one. Well, if the world's under the sway of the wicked one, it must be pretty corrupt. Corruption, I looked that up, some synonyms. Moral perversion. Immorality. Contamination. Through these promises, we escape the corruption that is very much in this world. Amen? And we need to know that because we are godly women living in an ungodly world and we need to know how to do it and that we can do it. But this corruption, but in James chapter 1, verse 27, in the New King James, pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble, and, I mean, that first part was good. 
and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Notice that, pure and undefiled religion. I mean, don't you want that? Pure and undefiled religion. It's to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. In the New Living Translation, I like this, it says, and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Ladies, we've got to refuse to let the world corrupt you. Remember, we're in this world, but we are not of it. And we must always remember that. You think, what do you mean? I'm, we're in the world, but we are not of this world. We're born again children of God. We're of another kingdom. We're of another realm. You are a spirit. You are not a body. You are a spirit. You have a soul, our mind, our will, our emotions. And you live in a body. These bodies, yes, they live on this earth. But our spirits, when our body dies, our body will die and our spirit will go. It never, our spirit never dies. That's why, you know, you'll never hear me say, oh, so-and-so died. I just can't say that anymore because there really is a reality so in me that the real them did not die. Because the real them is spirit and spirit is eternal. A spirit can't die. A spirit, they just moved. And I'll say they moved to heaven, you know. And, you know, some people moved to hell. Jesus said, I am the way the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except by me. That's what Jesus said. And it's him. He's the way. Amen. But, mm, hallelujah. So we must keep ourselves unspotted from this world. We are in this world, but we are not of it. And we must always remind ourselves, because who knows, have you ever gotten caught up? You just kind of forget something. You just kind of get caught up in stuff. You, you got to stop. It's like, no, no, no. And, you know, sometimes I, I think of this when I want to, you know, just do something wrong, say something wrong, whatever, you know, start going the wrong way in my thinking. Or It's like, I'm better than that. Yeah. I'm bigger than that. Yeah. I'm better than that. And that'll help you stay uncontaminated and unspotted from the world. I'm better than that. I'm higher than that. We're too high to live low. We're too high to live so low. But we've got to refuse to let the world corrupt us. Refuse. I mean, that's such a huge word right there. It was just so going off in my heart when I read that. It's, you've got to, have you ever refused something? I mean, come on, ladies. We know how we can be. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> you know how you can be. Just, just refuse, you know? It's like sometimes, I mean, have you ever just like, you will not take no for an answer? You know, it's like you refuse to take no for an answer or whatever. But we need to have this determination that we will refuse to let the world corrupt us. Amen. In the Amplified, 
it says, and to keep oneself uncontaminated by the secular world. Uncontaminated. Remember, that was a synonym for that word corruption there. But notice, and to keep oneself. God cannot and will not do that for us. He didn't create robots. He created human beings to have a relationship with, to love them, and that they could, he, could, he would love them and they would love him back. He's not going to make you love him. He's not going to make the people in this world love him. You know, he didn't create robots, but he wants us and he tells us that it's our job, it's our duty to keep ourselves unspotted or uncontaminated from this world. And again, let me remember, remember here though, with the Holy Spirit in your life, this is very much doable. Without the Holy Spirit in your life, this is extremely, extremely difficult because he is the power in our life. He is the power to walk this Christian life. He's the power to help us keep ourselves uncontaminated. Amen. He's our helper. You know, you think of it, you know, who does, uh, well, you know, even an illustration about, you know, if, if you, there was some food and you knew it was contaminated, are you going to eat that? You're not going to eat it. If there was, you know, food that was just left out for a few days or, I mean, whatever, it's like, you're not going to eat food that you know has been contaminated. God told us this world that we live in is contaminated. And so how can we, we don't want to as women, godly women, to partake of that, to eat, to partake of that contaminated food spiritually. Amen. In 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 3, that's another one in the New Living Translation. I like this one. Listen to this. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 3. Some people may contradict our teaching, but these are the wholesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. These teachings promote a godly life. These teachings promote a godly life. Amen. And so even there, ladies, we need to always, you know, sometimes you're just... Sometimes we just got to change our list of friends. There's some relationships that just really need to come to an end. If you're going to live godly. Don't be deceived, the Bible says. Evil, evil company corrupts good habits. And we might have very good habits and we really mean well and all of that, but evil company corrupts good habits. So we've got to just, you know, and I know some of this might feel like, well, you know, but this is, remember the godly life? It's, it's the free life. It's a life of freedom. It's the good life. You really, you're looking for the good life? It's the godly life. The good life is not necessarily what you might have thought it was or in the substances or the things you drank or the things you partook of. That's where the good life was? No. The good life is the godly life. And that's the only life as godly women, to live. Amen. 
So these teachings promote a godly life. They promote a godly life, why? Because it changes how you think about life. It renews your mind to God's way of thinking. This Bible is filled with God's way of thinking. If we don't get in this word and renew our mind to God's way of thinking, we're going to keep thinking. We can't help but receive what the world thinks. And remember, who's the God of this world? Satan's the God of this world. It, this whole world lies under the sway of the enemy. And so we get in the word. And as we get in this word, I like sometimes, you know, you think I'm going to read the Bible. You know, a lot of times I'll say, I'm going to feed on the Bible. You know, these words, they're spirit, Jesus said, and they're life. They're, it's food. Just like we eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? Well, naturally, for our bodies, physically, well, spiritually, the Bible, these words, this is our food. And so as we eat our food, I like to say, I'm going to feed on the word. I'm not going to just read the word. I'm going to feed on the word. Amen. But we get our minds renewed. The more we're in this word, it has a transforming effect on us. We get changed. We get transformed from the inside out. You think, well, how can that happen? Just by reading. Well, we're feeding. And as, I, as we feed on these words, they become a part of us. It's like you can't really explain it. I mean, the, the, it's life. It's not just dead letters on a paper. These words are spirit, Jesus said, in their life. And as we read them, it needs to come alive in us. And it makes us move and, and want to live godly. As our minds are renewed and we start seeing the truth and the reality and we realize all of our carnality. And we have the Holy Spirit to help us to walk in the Spirit. Romans chapter 12. This is such a wonderful scripture. We're going to be in this for a few minutes. Romans chapter 12. We're going to start in verse, verse 1 here. I beseech you, therefore, this is Paul the Apostle speaking to the church. I beseech you. And I mean, even those, that word right, beseech. I mean, it's like in the Greek, one of the words was beg. It's like he is begging them. It sounds like Paul knows something. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So instead of being conformed to the ungodly, we want to be transformed or be made godly. And that's what this word will do for us. That's what this word is doing for us. And who knows, it's a process. Say, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. But I want to, in verse 2, I want to touch on that first. In the New Living Translation, listen to this. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. We can also say, it's okay. We say, don't imitate 
Don't imitate the behavior of the ungodly. But rather, imitate the behavior of the godly. Here's some scriptures about that. 3 John chapter 1, verse 11. You can write that down. You can look at it later. 3 John chapter 1, verse 11. Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. He who does good is of God, but he who does evil has not seen God. So then why would we copy someone who does evil? They haven't even seen God. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. He says, therefore I urge you. This is Paul saying this. Therefore I urge you, imitate me. It's like, man, that's pretty bold. Paul was confident in his godliness. And he said, hey, I'm, he urged them. I urge you, imitate me. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, another great scripture. Paul said, imitate me, just as I also imitate Christ. Hallelujah. So even in this world, you find someone, you find some people, there's godly people to imitate. And you know, when you're around somebody, who knows, they rub off on you. Their good ways, their godly ways, or their bad ways, their evil ways. It rubs off on you. Have we ever heard of peer pressure? I mean, my goodness, even as women at the age that we have, I think we deal with some peer pressure. You think, well, I don't want them to think this or no. You know what, guys? We really want to get to the point where we realize, you know, because, you know, even sometimes, and I've been in situations through the years, and, and it, now, of course, I know better, and I've, I've grown in it. But, you know, I remember years back, I'd be maybe in a certain situation, and I remember thinking to myself, well, you know, they know who I am. They know what I'm about. But it's like, so I, I didn't want to offend them by whatever it was, you know, not doing what, or, you know, something, whatever it was, I just, my attitude was like, oh, but, you know, my thoughts were like, oh, but I don't want to, I didn't want to offend them. And finally, I realized one day, it's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I'm all concerned about offending people. I need to be more concerned about offending God. Let's let that soak in. What it must seem like to him, too, when, I mean, here we are, created in his image and in his likeness, godly, and then just bowing down to something ungodly or better than that. You remember that, Nick? I'm better than that. I'm bigger than that. I'm higher than that. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hallelujah. The holy life is the happy life. It really is the happy life. The holy life, not the dirty life, not the sinful life, the holy life. It's the happy life. Hallelujah. The devil can't touch what's been set apart by God. Amen. First Corinthians, oh, this scripture is so good. First Corinthians chapter six, verse 19 and 20 in the Amplified. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you? whom you have received as a gift from God, and that you are not your own property. Isn't that powerful? 
you're not your own property. I am not my own property. If I belong to him, I'm his. Verse 20, you were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. Hallelujah. So then, honor and glorify God with your body. And sometimes we think, well, maybe that's hard. Well, no. The holy life is not the hard life. The holy life is the happy life. And oh my, it's a very rewarding life. Amen. So again, let's go back to Romans chapter 12. Verse 2, I want to touch on this now. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Look at that. And do not, do not, everybody say do not. Do not. You have to make a conscious decision to not be conformed. Otherwise, guess what's going to happen? We're going to be conformed. Why? Because remember, the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. It's a sway. I mean, it's a flow. But we've got to make that conscious decision that I'm going to be one of the little fishies that's going to, I was going to say fly upstream, but no, fishes don't fly. <laughs> I'm going to be one of the little fishies that's going to swim upstream. Amen? Hallelujah. So you got to say no. And it's not, I say no, and it's not because I can't, but it's because I won't. Because I know I'm better. Because I know I'm bigger, and I know who lives inside me is greater than any temptation, than anything that would try to pull me away and lure me into sin, into the ungodly. And I'm not going there. Amen. It's a decision. It's a decision. And again, reminding us, we're not, it's not like he said, okay, it, it's not a list of do's and don'ts. Let's look at it as a list of, this, this is the way to life. This is the way to life. This is the way to liberty. This is the way to freedom. This is the way to really live. This, this is it, yeah. right? Titus chapter 2, verse 11. So like I said, we have to make a conscious decision. And you know what? Listen, ladies, it's like every day. It's not like you're going to make a conscious decision every Sunday at church and Wednesday at church or something. This is an everyday decision. We must get up and decide. Amen. Decide that we will not allow ourselves to be conformed to this world. It's something that just automatically happens. It's kind of like, you know, people think, you know, if, if we're not going forward with God, do you realize you're going backwards? There's no standing still because, like, again, this world, we're in this world and it's under the sway of the wicked one, the evil one. And it's like if you're not going forward and pressing into God, you are being pushed back. You might not agree with that. 
You might not understand that, but it really is true. And, and I would ask God if I was you, if you don't really see that, because it's true. So we want to be moving forward. We, we've always got to be gaining ground, gaining territory. Amen. Just pressing in, gaining territory. Hallelujah. And again, remember, it's not just for us. It's for our family, it's for our children, it's for our, our friends, it's, it's for the people around us, it's for all the lives that we affect. They're watching you. What are they seeing you do? They're going to see us living godly, me and you. Amen. Amen. Godly. What is godly? Like God. Like God. You know, that bumper sticker. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. That's a lie. That's a religious lie. To keep people sinners. In their mentality. That's their reality. That I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. Once a sinner, always sinner. But thank God for his grace. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, you're not an old sinner saved by grace. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Saved by grace, yeah. But we're not an old sinner. We're a new creation. All things, the Bible says, have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. Amen. So in Titus 2.11, it says, we should say no to ungodliness and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Right here, right now. Say no to godliness. Just say no. Yeah, I've heard it before, you know, just say no to drugs. That used to always bother me. Just say no. <laughs> Just say no. Just say no to drugs. Just say no. It's not about just saying no. It's about realizing if you're not saying no, think of what you're forfeiting. You're forfeiting all of him for this little something that doesn't even compare to him. So it's not about just saying no. We need a reality of then what we're able to gain as we just say no. Mm -hmm. Amen. Just say no. People need answers. They need help. My goodness, I still need help. <laughs> do you still need help? Yes. A few of you do. Good. So it's not just saying no. We've got to turn them to the one And help them to say yes to him. And as we say yes to him, we're saying no to sin. Amen. So we need to be determined to know the truth. I mean, if we're not getting that tonight, how to be an, ungod how to, how to be an ungodly woman. <laughs> well, we don't need much teaching on that. Just look around you. <laughs> but you think about it. If you want to know how to be an ungodly woman, 
I mean, there's plenty of role models. Why don't we be the ones to be the role model of a godly woman? The people in your life. Listen, there's me and I've got the people in my life and around me that I can affect, but I can't affect the people that are around you and around you. I can't affect all those people. So God's looking to raise up an army of women, of godly women, to help affect the other women in this world. Amen. To not be conformed, but as we're being transformed, we go and help the women to realize, no, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to do that to try and show that you're important. You don't have to do that. You don't have to show that to prove your importance. Mm. There's so many hurting women, huh? There's so many. I mean, there's just so many. They need us. They need us to rise up. They need us to say no, to being conformed. They need us to rise up. And as we're being transformed, we're helping them. We're showing them how to live godly. Amen. They need examples. So, yeah, I mean, I was saying we don't have to, I mean, just turn on the TV, look at the billboards. I mean, just whatever. It's like, it's very simple to learn how to be an ungodly woman. So the challenge is being the godly woman, isn't it? That's the challenge. Why is that such a challenge? Because this world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Satan is the god of this world. It's an ungodly world. But we, as women of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we rise up and we can do this. Do we have to do this? Absolutely not. You have your choice and I have mine. But I look at it as I get to do this. And it's like, you know, it said over there in Romans, was a chapter, uh, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, and there it says, uh, you know, I'm talking about, you know, which is my reasonable service. It's like, of course, it's my reasonable service to God. How could I not? I mean, how could I say, how could I continue to be conformed? How can I do that after all he's done for me? After all, he's won for me. Amen. And it's my reasonable service. Amen. So we need to be determined to know this truth. We were just talking about, about the renewing of our mind. So listen, so this world, we turn on the news. You know, if I'm one, I don't even, I do not watch TV. That's up to you. I mean, everyone, again, everyone's going to answer to God, them and God, you know. But I can say this, that I don't watch it. Does anybody want to know the reason why? The reason why I don't watch it? Because you become what you behold. Have you ever heard that before? 
And plus, even, I mean, who in the world has time? I mean, if you're pressing in and wanting to live godly, getting to know the truth, being renewed, transformed by the word and doing the works of Jesus and taking care of stuff at home, and who, who even has time? That downtime, that's not the way I want to spend my downtime because it'll bring me down. <laughs> that was good. You need some downtime? Make it getting in the word time. Getting refreshed. I mean, you talk about this is, this, this is refreshing. Amen. So we need to be determined to know the truth and to not be sluggish with it. You know, and it's so funny too. Come on, you all know it's true. But if you're at home and, you know, you're kind of doing things and, you know, you're really, you're really awake. Oh, you know, unload the dishwasher. And, you know, you're just, but when you go, you go to sit down and read the word, it's like, Jesus, you ever start yawning or just getting kind of tired? Just kind of getting a little sluggish, right? That's just the flesh. Just shake that flesh. Say, no, 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 no. When it comes to reading time, I'm going to shake myself. I'm not going to allow myself to get sluggish. I need these words of life. They're life to me and they're health to all my flesh. <laughs> I need them. Amen. So we need to be determined. And I know that you know how to be determined. I know you do. I know you do. I know you do. Do you? Do you know how to be determined about something? Just think of something. Just, you, know, you're, you, you know how to be determined. Whatever that might be, you know how to be determined. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12 in the Amplified. Indeed, all who delight in pursuing righteousness and are determined to live godly lives in Christ Jesus, oh boy, will be hunted. <laughs> that was strong, I know. Will be hunted and persecuted because of their faith. Who's, you're probably thinking, I'm out of here. <laughs> it's like, hunted, really? Yeah, Amplify definitely knows how to amplify it sometimes, huh? But really, the reason why I wanted to go to the Amplified was because of the word determined. All who delight in pursuing righteousness and are determined to live godly lives. Remember, it's a determination to live a godly life. It's not just, listen, it's not going to just come naturally. It does not come naturally. Living a godly life will not come naturally. Living a godly life will not just flow. No, 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 no. Living godly is a fight. Living godly is a fight. And we can't let down our guard. It's a fight. Because remember, we're in this world. Satan's the god of this world. The whole world lies under the sway of the, the wicked one. But here I am, I'm in it. It's a fight to live godly. Amen. But you know what? What I love about it is God told me I can do it. He would not ask me to do something that I could not do. And if he told me that I can live godly. I know I can live godly. Listen, 
there's no excuses. How can I, I don't have an excuse. I can live godly. But see, that's where it comes to that, that choice, you know? And I know some of these things kind of hurt, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, even there, it's like you think, man, I'm, you know, giving up some good stuff or, you know, just we've been friends forever or, you know, whatever it all is. But I mean, we got to just always bring it back to it's like, uh, I don't want to offend God. I can't offend God. I don't want to. And none of us in this room, I bet, would say, I want, I, I want to offend God. But we've just got to remind ourselves when we're not living godly, that's offensive to God. And we don't want to be offensive to God. He created us for a purpose, to have a relationship with us. He wants to love you, and he wants you to love him back really good too. And we can. Don't you want to? Determined to live godly lives in Christ Jesus. The word determined, I wanted to, uh, in the Greek, no, I'm sorry, this wasn't the Greek, this was just the dictionary. I just like to bring other words in a lot, you know. So determined. So we, we, need, we're, we need to be determined to live godly lives. We need to be settled. It's something we just get settled. And, you know, sometimes we, who knows, you know, we think we can feel like a roller coaster. We're up and down and all around and, you know, our souls. But the word of God, it brings our soul peace and at ease and we realize it's God it's God I want to please settled we need to be settled it's just settled it's like that's it it's settled I'm living godly resolute or set in purpose it's our purpose. We're determined and we are set in our purpose to live godly. Some synonyms of that word determined. Of determined. Single-minded. Can't be double-minded. Can't be double-minded. Can't be like, oh, well, but if this is a... That. No. Single-minded. And who knows, in our brains, we'll try and make excuses, we'll try and make reasons why this or why I can do that or why I can still, we'll, we'll try and reason it, right? That, that's double-minded. We need to be single-minded. We know, we know. And we're determined to live godly lives. And you know what? And I share this all the time because I really know it to be true. That when God gives a word, and like with me, for whatever reason, most of the time he'll, he gives me the title. Before I even have the message, he gives me the title. And then I'm like, okay, God, well, you know, on to the message. <laughs> you know, it's like, but he gives me the title first. And so he gave me that title. 
But it's like in that title and then preparing the message, I always know that that's what he's wanting to do in the lives of the women that come. I know that he's endeavoring to get this over, whatever it is, into the lives of the women that come. And not only that, but there is a supply of the spirit, not just the, there's a supply of the spirit in the words that you hear. Because even the words that I'm speaking, I'm not speaking on my own authority. I'm, I believe I'm speaking the words of God tonight. And I'm flowing with the spirit of God the best I know how right now. And I believe I'm speaking his words, what he's endeavoring to get over to each one of us. And so when we speak the words of God, do you know, remember, because we said th these words are spirit in their life. It's not just words on a paper. It's the power of God. I mean, these words are filled with life, with reality, with power. So as he gives the words, he's also giving the power to do the words. So it's not like we're hearing what we're hearing tonight and now we have to leave and try and do it to the best that we can. No. Understand tonight, even though it doesn't, spiritual things, you know, do not make sense to our natural carnal mind because it's spiritual. Spiritual things can only make sense to a spirit. It can't make sense to our natural carnal mind. So maybe this might not be making sense to you, but that's okay. I want you to know today that you're not just hearing words, but you are actually receiving help. <laughs> To do it. So I believe that there's decisions to be made. And you understand, like, just that, that the things to be settled, right? Determined. And as you make those decisions, it's, you know, we think sometimes, you know, we don't want to, man, I just, I keep going back to the friend thing, though, and I know he's bringing me there because I know us women, you know, we're, we're big on having friends, aren't we? I mean, who doesn't like to have friends, right? But if the friend isn't a good influence, you know, I mean, the Bible says so many things about that. You know, you can't, what's righteousness with unrighteousness? It's like, it doesn't mix. And so whatever God's been dealing with you about, because I'm not God, but you know what he's been dealing with you about. And I just believe it's just a moment of truth in our hearts of, of like, you know what, whatever God's, you know, what, 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 what is it? What, what is it? So how can we be a godly woman in an ungodly world? Let's just go through this. Know Jesus, who is the truth. He's not just a letter, but he's a living person. Amen. Number two, our mind renewed with the word of God, let your thinking change. Let your thinking change. Who knows, sometimes we just need to change our mind. Have you ever changed your mind before? <laughs> Aren't women notorious for changing their mind? 
Well, this renewing our mind is going to help change our mind. Number three, present your body holy to God. Remember the holy life, it's the happy life. Number four, deny ungodliness. Just say no. Say no. Because you know. There's someone or something so much better. Amen. And then number five, be determined. Let nothing deter you. Listen, if you fall, you get back up again. If you fall, you get back up again. The loser is the one who stays on the ground. Right? Get back up. And by the power and the help of God, you get back up. It's always so huge. Remember, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. He said, if, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. So why get condemned when you can get cleansed? Why in the world would we get condemned when we have the opportunity to be cleansed? You know what condemnation is? Condemnation is simply an unwillingness to change. Some people, they've been maybe in a certain service. Surely I hope it's not here tonight. I wouldn't believe it would be. But, you know, people have left and they've even, you know, maybe contacted my husband. You know, that was, that was a condemning message. Meanwhile, it was just speaking the word of God. So why do people look at something and think it's a condemning message? You know, it was full of condemnation. It's because they're not willing to change. And that's why it's condemnation. That's why they're being condemned. Because they're just not willing to change. Amen. So if you fall, you just get back up again. I mean, hallelujah, we get to get back up again. Come on, the blood of Jesus. Don't you tell me if you're still breathing air, you've got another chance. Oh, yeah, we've got another chance. And not only that, you know, but he's a restorer, and he will restore whatever time has been stolen, whatever has been stolen concerning that thing, he'll restore. You just believe him for it. You trust him. Hallelujah. And so in conclusion, living godly, it's the quality life. It's a quality life. It's the happy life. It's the holy life. It's not something we have to do. It's something that we get to do. Amen? Because of Jesus. And he made it possible. Aren't you glad? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen.